I'm Robin Amlo of IBS Intelligence. You're listening to the IBS iViews podcast. With me is Zach Lambert, product manager of Plaid. And we're talking all things payments and developments within that space. What's got you excited right now, Zach? Our mission is to unlock financial freedom for all. Uh, and we do that by making it really easy for developers to interact with consumers' bank accounts so that consumers can interact really easily with the products and services they want. What's got me excited right now? Well, I think you know the, the COVID-19 pandemic has presented an interesting opportunity for payments companies around the world to really prove their value in a new medium. Uh, if you look at a chart of percentage of commerce conducted over the internet, there was a very, very sharp rise around the time the pandemic started. So consumer behavior is really hard to change. Inertia is a really strong force. But because of this external event, a lot of payments companies like Plaid uh, and like some others out there have had a chance to really prove our value to our customers and possibly permanently change the way that, that users interact with their finances. So we've got an opportunity and we just have to take it now one market at a time in Europe. I'm interested, you said there, possibly changing consumer habits. Surely it has changed consumer habits. We're not all going to go back to notes and coins in in a real leather wallet or a purse and Mm -hmm. walk down the high street because, well, frankly, a lot of retailers have disappeared or are disappearing because of what's happened online. That change has happened. That ship has sailed. Yeah, you know, I I think... The best case scenario is that that's true. We always have to frame it as kind of a choice and an option, though, because at the end of the day, if people liked notes and coins better, they would probably go back to notes and coins. So, you know, we tend to think of it as an opportunity to give people a better experience uh, that they want to keep using in a post-pandemic world rather than uh, rather than something that just happens by nature and becomes the new normal because it has to. So, you know, it's not nothing that's guaranteed for our customers and for end users, but you know, if I can pay with Face ID on my phone and interact with my bank account seamlessly, then that's probably going to be a better experience than kind of digging through my pocket for coins and, and going down to the high street every time I need something. If the solution is online, what are the payment methods and who's going to win? I know you think you're going to, I'm sure, but what's the competition? Whichever solution ends up providing the most value and giving the easiest experience to consumers is ultimately going to win out. Um, I, I think you have to think of these things kind of over a, a pretty long time horizon, right? So, you know, the invention of money was pretty important for the way economies flourished and the development of the modern world. Fast forwarding, you know, quite a bit, ACH, the, the bank payment rail in the US that the plaids utilizes a lot of technology of really didn't get much traction until social security was developed and there needed to be a way to actually disperse social security payments. So on one hand, you have kind of these rails that exist and consumers, you know, don't necessarily find them by nature. Uh, And then on the other hand, you have some type of external regulatory impetus that, that causes things to change, you know, in the scope of history, quite drastically in a market. I think PSD2 and the consumer right to their own data and the right to interact with their finances how they want, becoming just an accepted notion throughout the, the developed world, has been a very positive factor for Plaid specifically in the bank space uh, and for consumers generally in bringing greater legibility to their finances. So, you know, what PSD2 says at a high level is I own a bank account. I should be able to pay with that seamlessly wherever I would like to. I should be able to permission the data that is underlying that bank account to whatever service that I need, whether that's uh, sending money cross-border or applying for a mortgage or refinancing my student loans. And you know, I, I should not have to think too hard about how to do that. So I think Plaid and, and a couple of other folks are doing uh, pretty compelling things in the space that directly relates to bank payments. I think 
some of the other solutions that are out there are, you know, incumbents like the card rails, more localized payment methods in, in some of the markets in Europe. I think one thing that you learn pretty quickly about payments is one paradox is, is kind of consistent throughout, which is it is hard to be a payments business without sufficient scale. And also people in individual towns and cities and markets generally have vastly divergent preferences for how to pay. Germany is very different than the Netherlands is very different than the UK. And that's kind of just within Europe. And historically, you've had some, some companies like the Visas and MasterCards of the world do a really good job of abstracting complexity market to market um, so that merchants could focus specifically on services. Plaid's sort of long-term vision over the, the scope of how we normally think about our day is to unlock financial freedom for everyone over you know, a, a five to 10-year period where we're really taking a, a long-term view of how the world will work. Um, in the scope of you know, how payments rails develop, though, five to 10 years is really not that long of a time. So very excited for PSD2 to continue to compel innovation in the space where I, as a consumer, have full legibility and, and can understand what's happening with my finances at any time. Well, the thing of it is, from a consumer point of view, and, and I'll give you this as a parallel, mm-hmm. as a consumer, I drive a car. I don't need to be a mechanic to drive the car. The people mm-hmm. who need to be the mechanics in this instance are people like you. You need to make it as painless. And, and I don't even need to know as a consumer that you exist and that you're facilitating the payment. All I see is the payment being made, all the merchancies is the payment being received. Yeah. So to your point, great complexity goes into simple things, right? When I step into or observe a Tesla because I don't own one, uh, it looks very simple and sleek and shiny. There are a lot of things going on underneath the surface. One kind of universal law of payments is that things are always more complex than they seem. So Plaid is an API company. Uh, the, the main people that use us are developers. We really care a lot about the experience that they have. Banks in France are very different than banks in Germany or very different than banks in the UK. They have different APIs. Their authentication methods are different. They present information in a different way. At the end of the day, the, the developers that use us, folks like Curve and like Paysend uh, and you know Google and Marcus, really don't need to care about any of that complexity. They actually shouldn't see it. They should just be able to make the things work that they want to make work, whether that's you know getting funds in a digital wallet quickly uh, or assessing eligibility for some type of underwriting product. Common trope, but a true one, is that things should just work for consumers uh, and you should not be able to open the hood. <laughs> it's the swan gliding along the surface and you're the people pedaling furiously away underneath. Yes, indeed. A lot of pedaling is involved. Yeah. <laughs> What's the next evolution of the technology then? For account-to-account payments in Europe specifically, uniformity and consumer acceptance is the next evolution in the technology. Again, right now, if you kind of look at the the state of the world, this is a new technology. PSC2 is new legislation. Banks began to build account-to-account APIs within the last two or three years. So what what you've seen happen is there's a curve of all of this stuff that has like neobanks at the beginning. And then some of the, the more forward-thinking banks in the middle with fintechs kind of interspersed throughout to build these experiences and make it really easy for consumers to, to make payments with that bank account. I think the, the thing you see over the next couple of years is probably um, banks throughout Europe build these really nice experiences and consumers start to get used to seeing them. That, that'll start as something like replacing manual bank transfers where I have to go type in an account and store code or type in a recipient IBAN uh, and type in a reference. You know, to, to your point on on much peddling under the surface, if I like mistype a reference when I make a payment, 
it takes a person a couple of hours to look that up. Uh, and they have to manually reconcile it and release those funds. So using something like Pod's payment initiation product solves a lot of complexity, both for users in terms of uh, in terms of not actually having to type something in or copy and paste, uh, and for our customers to not spend so much time on finding out just where the money is so they can spend their time on doing the things that they're uniquely good at, like making their experience great. Would it be true to say that you're actually effectively or potentially taking cost out of the payments process as well? Obviously, there's an investment to be made in creating this technology, creating the API. But as far as the financial institution is concerned, are you taking cost out of the the process for them and speeding it up? We won't get adoption unless it's easy for for users to to use and they choose to do so. So it's important that the experience is a good one. And that's kind of always top of our minds. Um, Can people get through the flow with as few clicks as possible and as few seconds as possible? So that that matters to us quite a bit. Uh, It is also certainly true that we're taking cost out of the equation in that you're just shifting some numbers around on the internet, right? It should be a pretty easy experience. You shouldn't need some extremely complicated mental math in your head to figure out what the cross-border interchange fee is between the UK and Amsterdam post-Brexit. We charge a a flat fee for per payment. It is intuitive. Developers understand what they're going to pay for each transaction. And it's certainly cheaper and more cost-effective than than a number of the payment methods out there today. Zach Lambert, product manager of Plaid, thank you very much.